counselor. I'm a, um, a SHIP counselor, which means a state health insurance assistance program. We have that designation. Um, and we are one of many um, SHIP counselors across the country. And I am affiliated with an area agency on aging. We're located in Bridgeport and we cover the towns from Stratford to Greenwich. And there are four other area agencies on aging in Connecticut. And I know I spoke with somebody or e got an email this morning from somebody in California. And I just found out that somebody who's sitting in on your meeting is from Philadelphia. So no matter where you live, you should be under an umbrella of a ship, a state health insurance program, and find somebody in your location who does what I do. Um, our agency, uh, what I'm going to talk about tonight is largely universal in terms of the United States. Medicare is um, a, a nationwide program. A few things are going to be specific to the state of Connecticut. So you need to just have, um, be aware of that, that everything I speak about may not pertain to you if you're not a Connecticut resident. So at any rate, um, we'll start with Medicare. This is a really concise, quick overview of Medicare. I normally go at least an hour on the topic and I know I have much less time than that. So anyway, in order to be eligible for Medicare, usually it's one of two events. You're turning 65 or you have been deemed disabled by the Social Security Administration. And on the 24, 24th month of your disability, 25th month of your disability, you then become eligible for Medicare. Um, and once you are have an awareness that Medicare lies ahead, that you're turning 65 or you're gonna reach that 25th month of disability, you need to be aware that there are two choices on delivery systems of Medicare. Medicare, when it was first rolled out was, you had one choice and that was Medicare, which now is, is referred to as original or traditional Medicare. Um, and it consists of Medicare Part A, Part B, um, some sort of secondary insurance and a drug plan. Um, subsequent to that, the federal government allowed private companies to offer Medicare Advantage plans. Those are the plans that you see on the television in the evening, mostly with Joe Namath. I think he's part of my family now. Um, and Joe Namath is, is typically pitching Medicare Advantage plans. They tell you can get some vision coverage, some dental, some transportation, fitness to a gym, all sorts of things. But that being said, it's not, there are, there are limits to what all those things can be. I mean, if they say dental coverage, people get all excited and think, well, I'm gonna have my teeth extracted and I'm going to get implants. Well, that's not going to happen with a Medicare Advantage plan. They'll give you a limited amount of, 
a dental and a limited amount of vision and all the other things, but people do gravitate towards them. Um, so those are your two delivery systems or way, ways in which Medicare can be administered, original Medicare or a Medicare Advantage plan. So part A, when you enroll in Medicare, you're going to get a red, white, and blue card, your Medicare card, and um, you should wind up eventually with Medicare Part A, which is the hospital part of Medicare, and Medicare Part B, which is the medical or doctor part of Medicare. Um, hospital, uh, Medicare Part A covers your inpatient hospital stay, it can cover you when you go from a hospital into a skilled nursing facility. It can give you some limited home health care, and it also will cover you for hospice if that happens to be the case. Medicare Part, oh, and let me back up. Medicare Part A typically is premium free for anyone who has worked for more than 40 quarters. So that's 40 cumulative quarters. It doesn't have to be consecutive quarters, but 40 quarters during their lifetime, you get Medicare Part A for, for free. If it's less than that, there's kind of a staggered um, premium rate that you would pay. And the, um, the premium for, um, if you had no work credits and you, and you chose to enroll in Medicare Part A, you'd have to pay over $400 a month in your Medicare Part A premium. But again, with a work history, you have no um, premium to pay for Medicare Part A. Medicare Part A does have a deductible, as does Medicare Part B. Medicare Part A deductible, that means that's, um, triggered when you go into the hospital for the first time, let's say. That for 2021 is $1,484. That's per benefit period. So you need to be aware that that is an out-of-pocket cost for you unless you do something to um, get yourself covered with a supplemental or Medigap plan. Um, Medicare Part B, unlike Medicare Part A, has a premium that we all have to pay for. There's work credits don't make any difference. You, you must pay a Medicare Part B premium. And for typically the average person, that premium for 2021 is $148.50 per month. That gets taken right out of your social security benefit. If you're not collecting social security, they will bill you, Medicare will bill you quarterly, $148.50 a month. Um, like Medicare Part A, it has a deductible. So your first office visit of the year, you're going to have to meet your deductible. It's quite modest in comparison to Medicare Part A. It's $203 deductible for 2021. One thing that we have to caution, if you're already on Medicare, you don't have to pay real close attention, but um, if you're, you're aging into Medicare or your social security uh, disability um, benefit is, is um, 
uh, rounding that 24 month uh, period, then you have to listen very carefully about enrolling into Medicare during your initial enrollment period. Typically, that initial enrollment period is for people who are turning 65, and Medicare gives everybody a very generous window during which to enroll in Medicare, and it's seven months. So it's the three months before the month that you turn 65, the month that you turn 65, and the three months following that. So a seven month window to get into Medicare. Um, if you miss out on that initial enrollment, you could be in significant hot water because you just can't enroll anytime you choose. Um, then after, let's say you, you've missed your seven month window when you turn 65 and you realize, oh dear, it's now, um, four months after I've turned 65 and I, I'm out of that window, the government gives you an opportunity to enroll in Medicare Part A and B once a year within a limited time frame, and that's January 1st through March 31st. So a three-month opportunity to enroll in Medicare A and B if by chance you missed it for whatever reason. The issue with that is that if you enroll in January or February or March into Medicare, Medicare doesn't become effective until July 1st. So you can well see how important it is not to miss that window of opportunity. So just know that if you missed it, you do have that period in which to enroll, but it could stall your benefits for quite some time. Um, and then there is a special enrollment period. That, that period, that pertains to people who are working. If you're still working, anytime you're still working and obviously covered by employer group health plan, you can enroll in Medicaid, you can turn 65 while you're working and decide, I'm still covered by my employer group health plan. I'm not ready to enroll in Medicare yet. So you can continue on working. And then um, let's say you decide that at age 70, you wanna retire because you are have been covered by employer group health coverage based on active employment, then you are granted a special enrollment period. So you can call social security and tell them that you're leaving your job. Hopefully you have advance notice. And at that point you could enroll in Medicare. Um, all right, Medicare, as we already mentioned, has deductibles, the part A deductible, the part B deductible. And there are also considerable cost shares for both of them. Medicare rarely, if ever, pays 100% of anything. They pay a fixed amount for um, a certain number of days if you're in the hospital, a certain number of days if you're in a skilled nursing facility, but there's still a co-insurance that's associated with those that hospitalization or stay in a nursing home. And there's also a co-payment when you see your doctor. Medicare typically, when you have a, a doctor's visit, 
pays 80% of a Medicare approved uh, procedure or visit, leaving you with 20%. So everybody, if they have the means to do this, should consider purchasing supplemental or Medigap insurance. And this is where it's, it becomes particular to your state. In the state of Connecticut, there are 14 different companies that sell Medigap or supplemental insurance plans to Connecticut residents. And among those plans, there's a, a companies, there are a whole array of plans. They're lettered A, B, C, D, F, G, I think G high deductible, K, L, M, and N, I believe. Um, and each of those lettered plans has their own menu or list of covered um, services based on Medicare. So you can buy a supplemental plan for a very modest premium, let's say $50 a month. But by paying that modest premium, you are also assuming a considerable amount of cost share. Meaning, so for a lower premium, you get some good basic coverage, but then again, you're still paying a cost share for some of Medicare's other services. I can tell you now that the G plan, like in George, is the most comprehensive plan offered in Connecticut, unless you, you were eligible for Medicare prior to January 1st, 2020. And then you could buy an F plan. And that F plan or the G plan for the most part covers your, well, they both cover your hospital deductible, that $1,484 are covered by those higher priced plans. Um, and with the F plan, if you were eligible for Medicare prior to that January 1st, 2020, you had no cost share whatsoever but the government has phased that out and wants people to take some financial responsibility in paying for some of the cost shares or deductibles. So if you need guidance, our agency is always happy to do that. We're nonprofit, we don't charge anything, we don't make commissions, we, don't, we can't sell you anything. So our objective is to give you unbiased um, information so you can make good decisions based on your income and your health and your, your needs in general. So we're always happy to speak to you even other than during those enrollment periods. Okay, and the, the next thing we wanna talk about under original Medicare is a Part D prescription drug plan. Under original Medicare, the way that, that Medicare was originally structured, you would use your red, white, and blue Medicare card as your primary insurance. If you decided to buy supplemental or Medigap insurance, that would, serve as your secondary insurance to Medicare. So you have your primary, which is Medicare, your secondary, which is a supplemental or Medigap insurance plan. And the only thing that's missing in this delivery system is drug coverage. So what you would need to do is to explore Part D prescription drug plans. In Connecticut, 
This year, there are 27 standalone prescription drug plans. So it's, I've had people call my office and say, well, my husband has making a silver script Part D insurance, and it's been really good for him. So I want to enroll in silver script. That's a bad way to tackle that. The best way is to find a plan that covers your specific medicine. So probably with all 26 of us or however many are in on this meeting, you probably, we all probably have very distinct um, list of medications that we take each and every month. So it's not a one size fits all. So we can help you explore your options as to which of those 27 plans for 2020, they will change again in 2020, uh, in 2022, they will change again, they change annually. There'll be new plans, there'll be um, pricing increases, um, there will be new deductibles. So you need to, stay vigilant, especially if taking these specific medications that are required by Parkinson's, you wanna stay, stay vigilant um, about what those medications are because you wanna make sure that you enroll in a plan that best meets your needs. So you can do that by creating a mymedicare.gov account and once you set that account up with your own username and password, um, if you're already on Medicare now, once you do that, that screen, when you go to your mymedicare.gov, it will populate with the medicines that you're already taking. So Medicare, this plan finder and mymedicare.gov will recognize you because you've created, created your own personal account and the list of prescription medications that you're taking, which is a wonderful tool to have. Um, I spoke to somebody not long ago who took 25 medications and you don't wanna be entering 25 medications every time you go into the system to tweak the list. Whereas if you create a mymedicare.gov account, it's all, the list is there and you can edit the list and it will help you um, going forward in the fall when you have the opportunity to look at the new Medicare Advantage plans or the new Medicare drug plans, Part D plans. Um, that opportunity takes place each and every October 15th through December the 7th. And in that window, again, another window to be careful of, you can go into medicare.gov in, in that time period, and it will show you what the new plans will be for 2022. So you can compare what you have now versus what will be available for the coming year and have uh, the ability to enroll in that time period so that if you, let's say you decide you're going to choose a new plan, you can enroll in that new plan and that coverage will start January 1st, 2022. If you decide that you have been doing very well with your drug plan and you, you know that going forward, it will continue to cover your medications, you don't need to take any action whatsoever. That plan that you are in will automatically roll over to 2022 if you take no action. Okay. 
So I'm going to, that was, uh, that was original Medicare, a kind of a concise version of original Medicare, what it covers and enrollment periods. Um, the next thing I wanna talk about are Medicare Advantage plans, the Joe Namath plans. I'm not pitching Joe Namath, but he's, he's an athlete that I remember. So <laughs> maybe you do as well. Um, so Medicare Advantage plans are also referred to as Part C, like Charlie, Medicare Part C. And these are the special plans that came along after Medicare was originally rolled out. And these, these plans sign an agreement with Medicare. Medicare gives them license to sell these plans. Um, in, in the state of Connecticut, they will be different than if you're in California or if you're in Pennsylvania. But in the state of Connecticut, there are five companies that Medicare allows to sell Medicare plans. There, it's Aetna, Anthem, Connecticare, United Healthcare, and WellCare. Those are five companies. And if you are already on Medicare, a lot of people don't get to the back of this book. You get one of these every single year you, after you've been enrolled in Medicare. So this is Medicare in you 2021. In the back of this book, each, and these are also, take note, these are state specific. This, one's, this one is only for the state of Connecticut. The vast majority of the information um, is, is national, but in the very back, it lists standalone prescription drug plans that are available in the state of Connecticut and Medicare Advantage plans. So you can look them up and it will give you a good idea of what's available now, but also in the fall, you can look at Medicare Advantage plans and you, you have an- It's Medicare. Me, 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 stop you guys. All right, you can mute yourself if there's noise in the background. That'd be great. Okay, okay. can you still hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. okay. Um, so you, when you decide to enroll in Medicare, you, can, you, you must enroll in Medicare when you turn 65, unless you're still working and you have uh, insurance based on employer group health benefits. Um, but when you decide you're going to enroll in Medicare, you still have, you, you must contact the Social Security Administration. That's how you enroll in Medicare. Social Security, oddly enough, is the entity that enrolls you. So once you do that and you have a start date for Medicare, your decision is, do I, do I, get my Medicare benefits delivered via original Medicare, or do I get my benefits administered via a Medicare Advantage plan? These Medicare Advantage plans, as we discussed, are, are five different companies, and they sell amongst themselves 28 um, uh, Medicare Advantage plans. Some are HMOs, Health maintenance organizations, they require you to use networks. Very often you have to get a referral from your primary doctor to see a specialist. And there also are PPOs, which are 
preferred provider organizations, and they let you use network doctors, and then you can go out of network for a greater cost share. And you need to know that with Medicare Advantage plans, there are always out-of-pocket costs for everything that you do with a Medicare Advantage plan. And you cannot buy insurance to cover you for those out-of-pocket costs. So you have to be abundantly aware that you should bring your credit card with you when you go to the doctor, you go to the hospital, or you have a lab test, or you have any kind of um, scan or things like that. There's cost shares always associated with Medicare Advantage plans. Um, that being said, they do in fact offer things that above and beyond what Medicare covers. Medicare requires Medicare Advantage plans to cover what Medicare covers. So they must mirror if, if Medicare says um, we, um, will do a, uh, a pacemaker, that, that Medicare will cover a pacemaker, then Medicare Advantage plans are required to do the same thing. It's just that your cost share, your exposure under both are going to be different. So Medicare Advantage plans will cover what Medicare covers, and they do offer some of those additional benefits, the dental vision, some transportation, some are delivering meals, some are um, giving you fitness memberships. There's a whole array of things that can come with Medicare Advantage plans. But just be careful that if you're looking for something, as, I, as we said before, if you're looking for extensive dental work, in all likelihood, a Medicare Advantage plan is not going to give you um, a, a great dollar amount of, of um, services through through a Medicare Advantage plan. So you just need to keep your eyes open when you're making these decisions. We are more than happy to help you. Um, as I'm closing down this part of it, I just want to make people aware of um, a program, and this is national, but the criteria is different in each state, it's called the Medicare Savings Program. And if you have lower income than the state of Connecticut, if you, you are deemed eligible, you have to fill out a, a very brief paper application. And the criteria in Connecticut, I can't speak to the other states, is just income. They do not look at your assets. So if you have lower income, um, the state of Connecticut will pay your Medicare Part B like boy premium. That's the 148.50. So if you qualify for the Medicare Savings Program, instead of having that premium deducted from your social security check or you having to send that in if you're not collecting social security, the state of Connecticut will pay that for you. And another very, very important benefit from this Medicare savings program is that the federal government gives you a, a benefit called the low income subsidy or extra help, really important for people who have lower income. And that is that it will um, 
pay all or part of your Medicare Part D premium. It will pay your Medicare Part D deductible. Some Medicare Part D plans have a zero deductible, but they can go as high as $455. If you're on that benefit, then that deductible goes away. And the most important part is that it caps the cost of your prescription medications if they are on the formulary of your drug plan, on your standalone drug plan, or if they are on the formulary of your Medicare Advantage plan. It caps the cost of your brand name drugs. Um, Lynn, give me, a, give me a, a pricey brand name drug that, that um, Parkinson's patients often, often uh, take. What, what, what would your out-of-pocket cost be for one of the pricier medications? Gocovri is an example, G-O-C-O-V-R-I. Uh-huh. It was ridiculous. My, my copay was $20, and then the, the, um, the um, prescription insurance covered $2,000. Okay. I paid out of pocket like uh, $1,400 for Pinopexel ER for three months. Okay. So if, but these, I'm not sure that many, if any of you are going to qualify because the income limits are fairly low, but if you qualify, Lynn, let's say you had lower income and that $1,400 um, tab for that medication was on your, your prescription drug plans formulary. It's on the formulary. It's a covered drug. It is capped because you would qualify or could qualify for the low income subsidy at $9.20. That's wonderful. I didn't know about that. Yeah. That's great. So we can help. We have applications. Um, you can uh, do the application in a five minutes or less, send it to the state. They turn around that application in 40, for 45 days. And if you're eligible, you get a lot of benefits. I have left out some <laughs> chunks of things, but that's kind of a, a grand overview. So um, don't consider this to be a, a complete 101 Medicare. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. And we took up a little bit of time earlier. So I appreciate that. You know, um, so so what when you say low income, what, what how is that like? Is it below? Okay. If you want to jot these down for a single individual, they're called, the, the figures have to be gross income, gross monthly income okay. before any deductions. For a single individual, $2,641 per month, gross monthly income. For a couple, even though, even though you have one, a husband and a wife, let's say the wife is, is on Medicare and the husband is not, the state looks at both of your incomes, even though only one is applying. So the, the combined gross monthly income for a couple has to be below $3,572. Interesting. I have one more question. I'll, I'll open it up to everybody else. Yeah. So if, if like, for example, if you're like one of the spouses is working 
and you and Medicare increases the premium based on your income, right? So if you make more money, mm-hmm. if you make uh, the higher income, you you pay more. Part That's right. Right. Yeah. Eighty-eight thousand um, dollars for a single person or more. You pay a bump up in your Medicare premium, and you also pay a bump up for your Part D premium. And I think it's one hundred and seventy-six thousand. I'm not sure that I've got that right. I think it's one hundred and seventy-six thousand dollars for a married couple, if their combined income is above that amount, yes, you have to pay more for your Medicare premium, uh, your Part B and your Part D premium. Social Security will calculate that for you. Okay, thank you. Does anybody else have any questions? Are these plans portable? If you get a plan in Connecticut and you're in California or Ohio and you get sick, is it portable? The um, original Medicare with a supplement, yes. I mean, if you take up residency, you're going to want to, if you land in California, then you're going to, once you settle down and set up a household, you're going to want to talk to the SHIP, State Health Insurance Assistance Program in California, and make sure that you register for a supplement, supplemental plan in California. If you're just visiting, yes, that, that supplemental or Medigap plan will cover you while you're visiting. Medicare Advantage plans are trickier because of the network situation, and they all have a slightly different twist on things. So if you think you're going to travel and um, supplemental plans are something that you can afford, it might be a better choice for you because it just gives you more flexibility. One other question is that Secondary and supplemental, are those terms that are still used? Yes, yeah. As a matter of fact, um, well, they don't, I, I just have a new chart from the, <laughs> I had a new chart from the um, state of Connecticut. They publish the supplemental, they call it um, 2021 supplemental slash Medigap plans for the state of Connecticut. And secondary fits that definition as well, but um, the state refers to them as supplemental or Medigap plans. And they in fact are secondary to Medicare. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And this is Bob Waxy and I have some comments to make. Yeah. Um, first of all, we you said that uh, if you're covered by an employer plan, past the date that you become Medicare eligible, you can then, when you, when you leave that plan, you're eligible for special enrollment. Correct. Uh, that's true. But you, you need to have proof that you are covered by an employer plan that meets certain, spe- certain government yes. requirements. Your employer, yes, they, again, we're, there's much that I didn't touch upon, but you're absolutely right. If you are working, your employer should every year past the past your Medicaid, Medicare age, issue you 
uh, a letter. It's called a letter of creditable coverage. And you want to keep those because you're going to have to have to prove yeah, to- if, if, if you don't have them, I can tell you that, that uh, you're, you're subject to surcharges on the Medicare premium, unless you could prove that you had right. creditable right. coverage. So that's why it's important to keep those letters of creditable coverage from your employer. Yeah, and if you, if you don't have them, uh, get them now. Yes, good advice. Have them on file. The other thing is we, we talked about uh, coverage, but in some of the plans uh, have what's called an out-of-pocket maximum where coverage, uh, Medicare Part B premiums, if, if, you're, if your coverage hits a certain limit, and it may be different for, 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 for in-network and out-of-network, but, but once you hit 100%, uh, you, 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 any additional medical expenses until the end of the year are covered at 100%. Yes, those deductibles, maximum out-of-pocket uh, costs, are in the back of your Medicare and you book. If you look up at you look at your your book for 2021, you go to the back Medicare Advantage plans. Start on page 120. Here's a list of them, and they list all those five companies. And it says out-of-pocket limits is one of the the columns, and it will tell you what the, the maximum out-of-pocket costs would be. It's and very important if you, if, you, if you have a catastrophic illness and, and need expensive uh, medical treatment or, or uh, yeah, or medical procedures. I, I don't know, the out-of-pocket max applies to Part B services. I, I, don't, I don't think it applies to Part D. No, it, I, I don't believe it, part, it, it, I think it pertains to- so If you need an expensive medication, A and, A and it, A and it isn't capped. Right. If it's a big, big copay uh, and you, 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 you pay 30% of it, for example, it's not capped. That's, that's all. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you, you've helped make a lot of this clear. I mean, you know, it's, it's more difficult to read this, but to, to hear you make, you definitely made it seem a little bit more easily understood. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Do you have any questions or comments? Oh, Jeff, you got, you're muted. I was just saying, are you insinuating, Lynn, that the government makes things complicated? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, really? Oh my God, I mean, <laughs> not at all. None whatsoever. I mean, every time you hold up that book, I feel so bad because I took that book and put it in the shelf. I didn't read it. I mean, I, now I'm gonna have to pull it back out and play, go to page 120 and look at that. You know, if Medicare made it simple, I wouldn't be here tonight. I wouldn't have a job. I know. Well, it's great to have somebody like you, you know, help to navigate this. Certainly. Anytime. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Next time. Thank you. Bye. Um,
so if you guys want to stay on for a little longer, we can chat about something else if you want. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening, everyone. I'm going to leave your meeting, but I'm going to look at your website because it's wonderful. I think we have a lot to learn from it. So my best wishes to all of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was very informative. So you know she said plan F pays for everything, including your deductibles. Yeah, also, the next thing is plan G. Well, I thought it, plan F wasn't available anymore. That's what it's I- It's not. Well, it's not for it's new not. people. I, I happen to be, so I happen to have had it. So yeah, I'm on then they realize that you, you pay extra to have F and the amount extra you pay, you pay the amount is equal to whatever you would have paid for the deductible plus some more. So wow. it's less expensive to, to do the other plan. You have to, you have to really look at how much it's going to cost you. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, and it's good that she, you know, that have that resource for people to help people makes a big difference. You know? Well, if anybody's signing up or has any trouble, um, I have a friend who's a volunteer in, for social security and she'll help you figure out what's the right drug plan. I mean, we're pr probably all pretty computer savvy, but not everybody is. Right. So right. Put in the drugs for you and she'll That's talk to you about the plans. So let me know I, if you need help. I remember help. my parents around my age complaining about this. <laughs> the donut hole. I just remember that. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. You know, That's for the drugs. Yeah, I remember my father just like being so upset about the donut hole. Right. Yeah, that whole thing. So, yeah, where you had to pay 100%. I think they changed it a little bit. There's still a donut. You reach a cap, I think. Yeah. There's still you a still, You still do. It's one of the reasons um, it's sometimes less expensive to use good RX yes. and pay out of pocket yes. for your drugs yes. and not have it even go through your insurance. Yes. Yeah. So that you don't have that big amount in the donut hole. Yes. There are also, um, for some of the really expensive drugs like you, Lynn, right. uh, were talking about, yes. there's something called the PAN Foundation, P-A-N. I've heard of this before. And you, um, the druggist actually, the pharmacist actually filled out the paperwork, I think for us. And um, Scott, was on an experimental drug that was used in Japan and it was three months and we ended up paying, I think somewhere around $90 a month and the Pan Foundation paid the balance uh, of about 450 on a negotiated price that would have been out of pocket about two thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. So, you know, there are some of these other things. Um, you know, if you go and you Google uh, drug assistant payment, right. okay. you might be able to find, um, you know, for some of these things which aren't quote on the formulary anyway, right. because you're using them as an off-label right. um, uh, drug. Right. So. Uh, highly recommend you ask 
anytime you get something like that, that's so expensive, yeah. ask the druggist if there's anything that they can do. Yeah, I got I got to do more research on that whole thing. I mean, I just kind of, you know, it got complicated and I needed the drug. So I you know, just kind of, yeah. it's not something you can just stop. I mean, you got to, you know. It's not, but they can give you an answer, you know, within 24 hours. Yeah, we got the answer back. back involved with that. Does anybody else have a problem with their medications being too expensive? It really depends on what plan. When I, my first time I ever got a medication, it was like, $500 a month. And then I changed my plant part D and it went down. And now I have a different plan. It's a little more expensive part D, but after I passed my deductible, I just got another three months worth for zero. Wow. So when yeah. I was paying 500 a month and now I'm paying, I mean, I do have a deductible, but you have to look at your, every year when they open the enrollment period of Medicare, you have to look at Medicare and you have to look at the Part D and look at what drugs you're taking because that changes over time too. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, but whatever, but whatever it is that you're paying, the balance of that still gets charged oh. your account for the, you know, towards the donut hole. Right. So if you're paying zero out of pocket, but mm -hmm. the drug is an $800 a month drug, that $800 is going towards your total of, I think it was for 4,600 this year. So that adds up, um, yeah. you know, monthly, that $800 still goes into your account as if you paid for it out of pocket. And once you hit $4,600, then you're paying differently. Uh, it's a negotiated price that Medicare has with the drug companies. So you still, even if it's costing you now less money, it still may cost you at the end, you know, by the time you reach 4,600. Do any of you get your drugs from Canada? Because I know Dr. Mayton was talking about that some of his patients have to go through the, you know, can Canadian pharmacies to get their drugs, um, their prescriptions. Well, it's not like a drug dealer to get their drugs. <laughs> get their medications is a better way of saying it. Um, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and this is something we're going to be on for, you know, for a very long time. So it's not something like just like getting an antibiotic prescription filled, you know, this is ongoing. This, this is Pat Colangelo. I just want to say something. Danny was take, we have part D and he was taking um, a drug and through our drug plan, right. it was costing us over $400. Right. And uh, GoodRx told me if I pay for it cash, um, it could be cheaper. So I found out that at Costco's, paying for it cash really? only cost me a hundred dollars. Wow. wow. Yeah, I, that I thought was so interesting. I mean, the drug was a lot more than four hundred through the drug plan, right. but that's what they were charging me over four hundred. Wow. wow. Costco's, we only pay, I'll say 111. Right. You, you can use, you can use the GoodRx um, uh, website, their app. You can load, load the app onto your phone. You know, when, but when I talked to the GoodRx, uh, she was the one that told me pay for it cash and it'll be less expensive because correct. she said, 
if you're on a drug plan, you cannot use good RX. She said, are you on a drug plan? And I said, yes, we were. She said, well, then you can't use the coupon. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. No, That's not true. no, you no. can use it. You just don't. You tell them not to put it through your insurance, and you use the exactly. Yeah. You oh, don't, okay. and you don't, and you can sign up and register at uh, Costco and tell them you have no drug plan, and then they put you.